Hello and welcome to Food for Thought, the podcast for people who like to contemplate, to peruse, or just have a good old chin wag. So, some details for the podcast just before we get started. Each episode will likely be around about 30 minutes long uh, and will be released by monthly. We'll discuss a thought, a question, or just a general wondering, really. These thoughts, I guess, for humans um, aren't really an extraordinary thing. Uh, as humans, I guess, we are naturally inquisitive animals, but they can lead us to quite extraordinary things. So, that's the podcast in a nutshell but I'll give you guys more details as we go along as things all get finalised. So, for this episode, I'm going to start with a question which, in my opinion anyway, is really the first question. Uh, And that is, what is life? Life is uh, being able to perform the seven vital processes. Movement, respiration, sensitivity, growth, reproduction, excretion and nutrition. If you're a scientist anyway. Uh, but it's defined in two ways. Firstly, as the existence of an individual human being or animal, uh, and secondly, as the condition that distinguishes animals and plants from inorganic matter. So life is both an existence and a condition. So life is then the circumstances or factors affecting the way in which people live or work, especially relating to their well-being, which raises two questions. What is a factor or circumstance and what is well-being? Well first, a circumstance is a fact connected with or relevant to an event or action, which implies life is an event or action and seemingly must have both a beginning and an end. Or does it? A beginning is almost certain, but an end? An event is the consequence of anything that in which an action, life, for example, terminates. So life is an event which has an end, a thing that takes place, that happens. So what is a consequence? A consequence is a result or effect. Therefore, an event is a result of anything that in action terminates. Therefore, life is a result of anything that will terminate. It is a fact connected with people's well-being and work. So what is well-being? Well-being is the state of being comfortable, which means providing physical ease or relaxation, being healthy in a good physical and mental condition, which is a factor affecting the way people work, and happy, which is feeling pleasure or contentment, a feeling of enjoyment, an emotional state or reaction of taking pleasure, which is a feeling of enjoyment. And so you can see how an endless cycle really begins there. So to go back to the second definition given of life, that the the condition distinguishing animals and plants from inorganic matter, we can now say that life is the facts connected to it, affecting people's ability to feel physical ease or relaxation in a good physical or mental position which affects the way they work, and feeling an emotional state or reaction of pleasure and enjoyment. So life is about feeling relaxed and in a state of pleasure. Now let's go to the first definition, the existence of an individual human being or animal. The words here to analyse or investigate, I guess, are existence and secondly individual, but first we'll go for existence, which is the fact or state of living or having an objective reality, which is 
the particular condition that someone or something is in at a specific time regarding their life and their ability to have a reality or to understand the state of things as they actually exist or the condition of things at a particular time as they actually exist, which is not influenced by personal feelings or opinions in considering and representing facts and is a thing like a goal which is achieved um, and aim at or aimed at or sought which is the object of a person per, uh, person's ambition or effort and the second word to investigate like I mentioned before is individual which simply means single or separate so the first definition means particular condition that someone is in at a specific time of living and their ability to have a knowledge of things as they actually are which is not influenced by personal feelings or opinions when considering or representing facts and is a thing which is the object of someone's ambition or effort which is sought after of a single or separate human being or animal. So life is the facts connected to it affecting people's ability to feel physical ease or relaxation in a good physical and mental condition which affects the way they work, feeling an emotional state or reaction of pleasure, and the particular condition that someone is in at a specific time relating to living and their ability to have a knowledge of things that they actually are, which is not influenced by personal feelings or opinions when considering or representing facts, and is a thing which is the object of someone's effort, which is sought after of a single or separate human being or animal, or, to be more concise, the ability to be aware in order to have feelings and experience an unbiased world. So in order to live life then, uh, you must not be a psychopath or incapable of feeling happy, healthy and comfortable and must experience an unbiased world, not affected by what you or anyone else thinks or experiences. So with this in mind, can we really live life? Of course, we are all not only affected by our genetic nature, but our own and others' experiences the nurture of our personality and views and therefore we cannot really live life if life is what has been pre- is previously defined as which well we can summarize into two main points be happy healthy and comfortable accept things as they are and, un- and understand things um, the way things are and why they are as they are uh, and as we cannot live life fully the real question um really is to what extent can we live our lives fully and how can we ensure that we live our lives to the best and fullest of our ability Um, but these are questions for another episode and after a simple chain of google definition searches to define words in terms of each other to really just extract that deeper meaning i guess namely the opinions of google sources that life is to be comfortable healthy happy and educated not ignorant or unaware It is time to move to religious and philosophical views to give a more rounded picture of what life could be and mean to further educate and spread awareness. So, first let's clarify what a religion is. A religion is the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power especially a personal god or gods. And next, what a philosophy is. A philosophy is a theory or attitude that acts as a guiding principle for behaviour or the study of the fundamental nature of knowledge, reality and existence, especially when considered as an academic pursuit or discipline. So, where possible, I would would try to define and interpret what 
what life is in its meaning from the texts of the ten large religions and a range of different philosophical schools of thought. First, it makes sense to clarify what the biggest world religions are as of 2020, and they are, in no particular order, Christianity, with the branches of Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox and Protestant, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism with sects of Theravada, Mahayana and Vajrayana, uh, Shintoism, Taoism or Taoism, Sikhism, Judaism with Orthodox Judaism, Conservative Judaism and Reform Judaism, Muism and Khao Dai, the religion of Vietnam. And next, I'm going to name some of the uh, philosophical school of, schools of thought which I'll analyse when answering any questions where they have views presented on the topic. These are nihilism, existentialism, stoicism, hedonism, marxism, logical positivism, positivism, Taoism, rationalism, relativism, Buddhism, and Taoism. I've always said Taoism. So, uh, as you can see, some religions are defined both as a religion where followers worship a superhuman controlling power and may follow texts written by the, these superhuman powers, and as a philosophy which acts as a guiding principle principle for behaviour. Uh, and notably, Buddhism and Taoism share this religion philosophy duality. Um, so, I'm going to cover some philosophical school of thought uh, first, starting with nihilism, which believes that life has no objective meaning, no definition, purpose or intrinsic value, and that this is because morality does not exist at all, because knowledge is not possible, or reality does not actually exist. Uh, sometimes used in association with the condition that society gives little moral guidance to individuals, uh, which makes sense as they can believe that mora morality does not exist to be given. So that's uh, nihilism's views on life. Next, we move to existentialism, which believes that each individual is solely responsible for giving meaning to life. There's a sense of disorientation, confusion or dread in the face of an apparently meaningless or absurd world is an attribute commonly associated with existentialism. So where nihilism believes that life is meaningless and that there is no meaning to be found to be attributed towards life. Um, uh, existentialism views that life appears meaningless but it is the role of the individual to impose meaning on their life. So next, we move to Stoicism. Stoicism believes that a life of self-control and moderation is what life is, and therefore will be a good life. This implies that Stoics feel you should be proud of your life of restraint and moderation. So where nihilism says it is the role of, well, I say the role of society to give more guidance and guidance surrounding morality which does not exist to be given so a bit of a contradiction there uh, to give meaning to an individual's life and existentialism says it's just the role of the individual stoicism believes and says that there is a meaning inherent in life much like the view of the definition of life um, 
which as we'll find out in just a moment is quite a hedonistic view. So next, hedonism. Hedonism says that life is about pleasure uh, and yeah, once again implies that pleasure equals goodness and that there is a meaning inherent in life. Next, Marxism. Marxism believes that all people should be equal and have a more and there should be a more equal dis- distribution of wealth, should strive to actionness in society. It can be deduced therefore that life for Marxists is about accumulating wealth and redistributing it evenly, which shows that Marxism highly values wealth, that wealth is essentially equal to power, that power should be distributed equally, and that therefore power is important even though money has an imagined worth created by an ability of humans to give things worth which do not realistically, objectively, exist. Plastic notes and paper notes exist, but do not have any objective worth. This suggests a fear of a world with no currency, but equally a fear of a world with a large class divide. People should be equal and have equally distributed wealth, but to what standard their equal is determined by an imagined system that money has value. So next, logical positivism. Positivism. Logical positivism believes that scientific knowledge is the only knowledge which has any worth, and therefore a life should be spent in the pursuit of scientific knowledge, namely by assuming that the observed reality is objective or um, not influenced by personal opinions and feelings and attempting to explain the objective observations. Next, Taoism, which is one of the philosophical schools of thought sharing with Buddhism the philosophy, religion, duality mentioned earlier. Essentially, almost any religion is a philosophy in the sense defined before that it acts as a guiding principle towards behaviour, where a text or scripture written by the superhuman controlling force of the religion worshipped by the religion's followers exists. So, anyway, next is Taoism. Taoism believes that in life you should not struggle, oppose or strive, and that everything is relative and interdependent, letting things take their natural course. It says that there is a natural course, but it is not something to be discovered, just accepted. Next, Rationalism. Rationalism says that you should do things based on experience. If it worked before, if it worked again, it will work again. Next, Relativism. Relativism says that it's okay that people believe what they believe, and there is not one way to live life, and in this way is similar to existentialism and rationalism, that it believes that there is an individual purpose which can be discovered by the individual, and that it can be found doing what feels good, because that means that something works and it will work again, which links therefore to hedonism that you should do whatever feels good. And finally, Buddhism, which, like Taoism, shares a religion, philosophy, duality. Buddhism believes you should try to reach enlightenment using a series of steps. Enlightenment is finding the truth about life, but not through the accumulation of knowledge. So, Buddhism values moderation or the middle way, which is similar to Stoicism. So, to summarise a section on philosophical schools of thought, relativism, an extensionism, existentialism, existentialism, say it is up to the, ind- the individual to decide their meaning. Nihilism says there is no meaning to be found and life has no intrinsic value. And Marxism, Buddhism, Taoism, rationalism and hedonism 
and logic positivism say that life should be passed in a specific way. Hedonism, hedonism focus on, focuses on pleasure, stoicism on moderation, Taoism on the path of least resistance, logic positivism on explaining the world through observation and analysis, Buddhism again, similarly to stoicism on moderation, rationalism on doing things based on experience, and Marxism on wealth and power. Now, the logical thing to do is to analyse or deconstruct each of these ideas to work out which ones we agree with or don't agree with. But first, we need to establish the ways in which this can be done. Although, the real question is, should we analyse ideas before accepting them? And why?